Hello, I'm Alex Mansfield, the host of Manny Talk Shooting, and welcome to another episode. This is the shooting podcast where I talk to individuals all across the shooting industry. We'll talk competition, self-defense, concealed carry. If you like this content, check out our YouTube channel, Manny Talk Shooting. And without further ado, let's get to this episode. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the next installment of Manny Talk Shooting, the shooting podcast where I talk to people on the internet because I can and you enjoy it. I mean, at least I think you do by looking at my viewership. So anyway, uh, welcome to the next episode of Manny Talk Shooting, guys. Um, we got to plug the title sponsor, the best sponsor, um, the guy who goes fast and doesn't suck because his name is Bill Duda. Uh, go fast, don't suck, guys. So go over to gofastdontsuck.net. You need to go get yourself a match banner if you're running a match. Uh, if you need banners for a match, go hit up Bill. He can probably beat any price anyone's doing because he's awesome. Uh, t-shirts, uh, dry fire decals, memes to make yourself feel good or bad about yourself. I don't know. Depends on how you're feeling, what kinks you got going on. I don't know. I don't know you. So just go and enjoy it. Go check out Bill. Uh, but without further ado, let's get to today's guest. Today's guest is Mr. John Royer of Outdoor Dynamics. John, how are you doing today? Great, Manny. Thank you. Well, thank you for coming on. It's been a long one. We've tried to do this for a while, I think. I, it could just, I just don't think things have meshed up yet, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's all good now. It's all Rob's fault, anyway. It's all Rob Epiphania's fault. Epif- you gotta say Epiphania. Epiphania. It's mine now, sucker. <laughs> yeah, that was the funniest thing ever. And I do, she did it, like, all weekend. What was that, what, 2021? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere, I, so he stayed at my house for the match, and everywhere I looked, like he was leaving something. It was earbuds. It was targets. It was. I'm like, did you take anything home with you? He did take his dirty underwear home with you, so that was nice. <laughs> well, I mean, that or Charlie was going to find him, right? It's true. I mean, like, he is a retriever. Charlie is a retriever. Yeah, I mean, he'd fit. He'd fit in at Rob's house, so it's okay. Yep. But it's okay, Rob. You know we love you, but we have to do this. It's just part of it. Rob Epiphania. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Exactly. But uh, for anyone who doesn't know who John is, um, John, who are you and how did you get into shooting? I am the guy behind Outdoor Dynamics. We're an ammunition company here in Kannapolis, North Carolina. Uh, like, uh, So I grew up in western Kansas, Grew up hunting, goose, duck, pheasant, all that stuff. So I've kind of always been around guns, but it never, the competition, there wasn't any competition out there. So uh, when I moved to North Carolina, just being a member at Rowan up the street, just kind of, I don't even know how I found out about it, but just kind of fell into it that way. And everything's progressed ever since. Yeah. So do they have real barbecue in uh, North Carolina since you are from Kansas? Mm, it's pig barbecue. I'm more of a beef barbecue kind of guy. I like Kansas City, obviously Kansas City, but uh, yeah, it's it's close barbecue. It's acceptable then? It's acceptable. It is edible. Okay, fair enough. I mean, yep. uh, one of my uh, good friends, uh, Walt Pagel, he's our section coordinator. He uh, He was from Kansas, so it doesn't matter if it's not Kansas barbecue. It's not barbecue. He's like, you can't call it barbecue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's Kansas barbecue. There's Texas barbecue. I even like Texas barbecue better than Kansas, but that's you know, potato, potato. Right. Don't don't let your uh, relatives hear that. They'll probably be rolling over in their grave. Yeah, right. They probably won't be listening to this anyway. Well, that's okay. Just don't tell it to their face. I guess. Right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So, um. So you you run outdoor dynamics. I think the first time I ever heard about you was on Steve Anderson's show, that shooting show, because uh, you pull the handle so we don't have to. Right. 
And and I'm assuming that has been a very uh, big part of help of your business getting started, right? He did. He he took me to levels I probably wouldn't have reached without him, mm-hmm. in in a short amount of time too. So yeah, he's been he's been very helpful to me, uh, the company. So when did and when did you start Outdoor Dynamics? It it was actually in November of 2018. So you haven't been doing that a lot, yep. super long, yep. a couple years. Yeah. Yep. Four four years, so mm-hmm. yep, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, what really made you want to start? You know, being an ammunition manufacturer. So the guy that I would trap my match buddy that I would travel the matches with, he he was having all sorts of issues getting the right order, right? Like he would order whatever forty, and he was getting nines or forty five, and I was learning from myself at the time on. Like, uh, I think it was a Dillon 650 at that time. And I got to thinking during that trip is like, how hard, how hard could it be to get the right order? Right. I mean, it's got to come through your phone. It's got to come through something that tells you what this person ordered. And the more I dug into it, I was like, huh, maybe this is something that I can do for myself. while side hustle to kind of pay for my own habits, shooting Mm -hmm. habits. That is. Yeah. Uh, So it just kind of grew from there and, yeah, I just started from an idea of customer service, really. Mm-hmm. So, yep. did you start loading for people on your own Dylan six hundred and fifty? I did, I did, and it was rough. All by cranking the handle, right? Yep, Ooh. down all you know, you got seat it, and then all the way up. It's that double, it was brutal. Yeah, it wasn't long. I think it was only maybe a week or two before I got a ten hundred and fifty with an auto drive. It saved me. Now, was that a headache in the beginning to do the auto drive? No, um, no, not really. Because I, it, I, if I didn't have the experience on a progressive, I would say it probably would have been. But uh, it was, it was a a welcome change. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I couldn't, I couldn't imagine doing that for you know, even just doing that at whatever volume we we're doing at, all cranking it on the handle. Yeah. I mean, at that time, it was probably only, I don't know, a thousand rounds a week or something. You know, it's just something silly just to figure it out. And then, yeah, the volume we're doing now, you couldn't do it. So, yeah, exactly. It'd be just too difficult. Yep. So I know we'll talk, we'll go back to outdoor dynamics, but I want to talk to you more about as a shooter right now. Um, have you taken any formal training? I have. Uh, we started, or I started with, uh, Ben Barry. He was a local guy, man. I hope I get all these right. Uh, so I took a class with Ben Barry. Like Ben Rob Barry, like Fainer. short, short course Ben Barry. Yes. That Ben Barry. Okay. Yeah. He, uh, he didn't, he was doing classes in Raleigh and I don't like, I think he was trying to get it going and maybe I wouldn't say it didn't take off, but I, I don't, he probably just didn't push it as much as he wanted or wanted to at the time or something, mm-hmm. but yeah, I started out with him, uh, Steve Anderson, Rob Epiphania, uh, another local guy, uh, Gary Byerly, him as well. He's a he's a local GM, so I think he's just a four. Yeah, and you're you what were a production shooter to start, or did you do limited then go to production? Limited, limited to production. Yeah. Now, yep. now, you you're what your highest classification is what production. 
Yes. Actually, production and PCC, I'm right there. I think probably close to the same percent. Yeah. And master in both. Yep. Yeah, Trader. No, nah, just kidding. At least you did it with a you did it with a handgun too. So I, I mean, I'll give you some credit. So I made it. I made master and PCC first, and that was kind of kind of in the early phases of outdoor dynamics because I was so busy loading stuff I didn't have time to practice, and it was easier to shoot a match in PCC than it would have been probably for anything else because I, I didn't put a whole lot of time into dry fire and practice and all that stuff. So it was relatively it was easier for me to pick up a rifle and just go rather than fumble reloads and think about stage plans and stuff like that. Right. And I'm assuming it was a Glock pattern PCC. Yes. Yeah. It was a Frankenstein build of like new frontier armory and all kinds of crap that I found on black Friday sales and just put it together, but it, it ran. So that's so, all you can ask for, right? <laughs> that's all I could ask for. <laughs> Cause you, you see people even is even with nice guns that have, they have issues. It's either the ammo's not right. The barrel's not right. Or, the whole gun's yes. right. And that sucks. There's no worse feeling than having gun issues or ammo issues or whatever issues. Right, exactly. So you uh you shoot PCC production. Um you have a fancy new limited gun now, don't you? I do. And I'm I'm excited to run it. So I just had my knee scoped a couple weeks ago and it's kind of put me down for a little bit. So I'm hoping I can shoot it next month at our club match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's what the the MPA DS not well the DS forty uh, Travis Tomasi. Yes, it's a long yep. name. It is a long name. Yeah, but uh, you got a fancy limited gun. You have, well, what'd you shoot in limited before? Uh, CZ Taxport. Oh, okay. You you've always Major been like a difference. CZ CZ guy, kind of right? I I have, and uh, not really any particular reason either. It just that's just kind of how it came to be. Maybe it was when you came into the sport because I guess the CZs, like the the Shadow Ones, were probably popular back then. So, could be, yeah, but yeah. There's no real good story behind it. But yeah, there's a big difference between a 2011 and that Tax Sport. It, it, the the 2011, it just like it just fits the hand better. I feel like the recoil is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So. Yeah, I'll be excited to see you run that because you're get, well. You finally got a nitro fin for it, didn't you? I did. I did. I got it. Got the nitro fin. Got the gun. Got the holster. So I actually went and practiced with it today. So I got a lot of learn, a lot to learn on grip because that grip is aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's in the tax sport. I had skateboard tape on there, so there's a big difference between skateboard tape and what what they're putting out on grip. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's for sure. Now, um, are you running a race holster? Or you run like a Kydex holster? Uh, I have a C, uh, CR speed. I got a CR speed. Yeah, I was about to say Anderson would beat you up if you didn't have a CR speed. <laughs> <laughs> he would. <laughs> He's like, why do you want something so hitchy and bindy? It's hitchy and bindy and get a wedgie and all that stuff he talks about. Yeah. God, that's. I mean, you. I honestly, I think. If, no, I don't even thinking you're looking. I could probably run through Anderson's intro without even trying half the time, just because it's so ingrained. Yep. yep. That's the finest intro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And God, does he? He he remembers it. It's like it's like written on his hand or something. But God, that's. Yep. Funny. I mean, he's probably had the same intro for how many years now? God, too many. Too many. I mean, it, it is nice. There is dog noise because we, we can't go an episode without dog noise. Yep. And he found the pause button, P A W S. So. Yeah. You know, when he 
when the dog noise comes up, you can hit that pause button now. Yeah, instead of making us suffer through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's always cool. Now, so you've been shooting, you know, and you're a master in a production in PCC, which is awesome. And it's a, uh, when did shooting for you kind of like go to the back, you know, more of the business aspect came to the forefront and the shooting kind of hit the back burner? Man, that's a good question. So with, damn, that's a good question, Manny. So with my, with my daytime job, I traveled every weekend from Valentine's to Thanksgiving. So I really couldn't take the sport serious until about two years ago when I stopped traveling. And even then, like it's still, like it's still never been in the front in the forefront because I just don't have, I, I haven't put enough time to dry fire and all that stuff. So it's really always kind of been in the back burner. Mm-hmm. I know that's not really a good answer, but just, you know, just between the company and what my, my full-time job, it's just kind of always been back there. Yeah. I like to take it seriously. Just, I just haven't put in the time to make it, to, to be like a, a GM put in GM level times, I guess I should say. Right. Yeah. Well, and everybody's got that, you know, we all have, we all have a real life. We all have shit we got to do. We got bills to pay. Yeah. Uh, We got mouths to feed and uh, nothing in this world's for free. Uh, Oh God. That's right. I was just singing his lyrics, (laughs) but it's okay. Um, But yeah, so uh, I I don't, I don't fault you there. Cause I kind of, I've kind of taken like a burner week this year. It's kind of been like, meh. Like all the way through the year, as soon as I knew I was going to open, like I, I had no love for carry optics. I'm just like, well, I'm shooting this plastic gun until I have an open gun. And it's yeah. just like, I have no ambition to try practice or do anything, which has been nice because my, my, my life's been busy at other than that. So it's like, okay, the, the, I'm just not mentally there. So it's nice. It's kind of coast kind of perform how I feel, but yeah. But I can definitely understand that, especially with, you know, I do the podcast. It's it's not a business, but it's like a business. So it takes uh, time. Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So uh, what are some of your, like, your shooting goals? I know you, you want to take it seriously and get back, you know, onto the grind. What are some of your goals for shooting? Uh, my goal for next year is to make Master in Limited. And that's kind of, I guess that's really about it my production like once I made production master it was it was like a big sigh of relief because it was all I had all my focus was in that and it, it was tough it was tough for me to make production master PCC I felt like it came easier for some reason but production and maybe that's just because PCC hadn't been around long enough to that's something I don't know but um yeah master and limited for sure and kind of whatever after that, it's going to be ice cream on the cake. Yeah. Now, do you feel that you are competitive as a master in production currently? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So uh, my nemesis is Andreas. I cannot, I cannot beat that guy for anything. I've thought about slashing his tires, you know, anything to get him not to show up so I could beat him. I mean, we but, just got, we, we can make that happen. I mean, he, and uh, Andreas Yankopoulos, man, he uh, yep. just, get, just tell him he's got to go biking for the weekend. Just tell him he's got to go biking. No Maybe shooting. that's what I'll do. I'll get him like an uh, Airbnb somewhere so I can just go down there and at least <laughs> not worry about it for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's but, good because – go ahead. 
because you know Georgia. I think Georgia finished second to them. North Carolina. I think I finished fourth. Um, South Carolina. I can't remember about South Carolina, but and like he's a nicer dude. You can he's genuine. You can go up to him, and I've asked to him like, what What did you do on this stage? I've done it before I shot and after I shot. You know, just to make sure that I'm not doing anything stupid. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. like he'll, he'll straight up tell you, like, I did this, this, and this. And there's times where he came in passing to me and I was like, Hey, dude, this is, I did this, this, and this. And I walked up to the stage and I was like, Damn, that really makes sense. So it's not like he's leading, leading anyone astray. He's going to tell you straight up. So it's up mm-hmm. to you or, uh, you know, up to the shooter to, to, to beat him. So, right. So, uh, well, that's good. I mean, it's not like he's taking you on the wrong way, but, uh, da, 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 yep. da, da, uh, now I lost my train of thought, but it's okay. I'm just going to keep rambling until it comes back in my brain because we don't have dead air on this show anymore. We try not to, at least. But, uh, yeah, Andreas. Oh, but he does put in all the work. Like, you see him always shooting on the range, um, yes. shirtless most of the time to make us all feel shirtless, bad. Shirtless dry fire. What a guy. Well, like, his dry fire space is cool. Like, he can climb on the wall. He can just do all his, like, yoga and shit and hang from the wall ceiling and yeah. flex and you always gotta have the You always got to have the loading machine in the background. That's key. Well, just to make sure that you show that you're you still uh, load your own ammo. You don't just have somebody. You just don't buy factory ammo because that's really yeah, that's bougie. right. That's bougie nowadays. Like, <laughs> like you want to pay forty dollars a box? Go right ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, see, and I but I did come up with my thought that I was thinking about. So it's all good. When you ramble enough, it comes back. But uh, so that's cool. So are you going to be Rob Epiphania at the the Carolina Classic next next year? I would love to. I would love to beat him. Yep. Just steal his dog. Just take his dog from him. I'll like take. It. He's got three. Well, remember, he's got three dogs now. So we're going to take all three of them. Janine will be either yep. very mad or very happy with you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think she'd be pretty mad. Yeah, as long as you get him back at some point, be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, we're not going to keep. We're just going to run him for a little bit, have our fun, and then ship him back up the road. <laughs> ship him back full of sugar and Mountain Dew, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Whatever sugar, dog sugar, and Mountain Dew would be. I don't know. We have to no. figure that out now. That would not be good. No, it definitely wouldn't be good. But um, so that's cool. Um, how many matches are you planning on hitting this year? Well, twenty twenty three because season twenty twenty two is over. Probably probably five. Like a, a major for me is just state. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm you know Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. Maybe Maine. I'd like to get back up to Maine and shoot with those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I shot Maine this past summer. My wife and I took a trip up there. Oh, that's right. You were supposed to shoot with us before uh, you bailed out. I, I had to bail out. Uh, bailed out. I, I saved a lot of money that way, though, too. That, that trip at minimum was going to be like six grand for me to go. It's, yes. It was it was expensive. And it was just like, it was like I, I don't know if I can do this, honey. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know. Because we'd have to. The worst part was renting a car locally and then driving to Maine was cheaper than renting a car, like flying and then renting a car in Maine for the same amount of time. Really? Yeah. Because like, if I wanted to rent a car in Bangor for like four days, five days, it was like a thousand bucks. But if I did it for like oh, twelve days or something, it was only like it was cheaper than that from home. So I was like, well, I mean, because you had to drive two days essentially there and back. Yep. Two day trip for me because it was like 16, 17 hours to Maine. Yep. I feel bad about bailing, but next time I just need to tell Jason to find, pick my ass up and take me with him. <laughs> you should feel bad for bailing. I was looking forward to that and I cried every night. 
knowing you weren't going to be there. Yeah, cried into your wife's arms. He's not yes. coming. He now, told me he was going to go. Now, if Matt Hempel didn't go, it would been very disappointing. It would have been. Yeah, I mean, because everyone loves Matt Hempel, because he's like the dog whisperer. It, it probably would work better for him if he didn't go since he got hurt. Yeah. But we don't need to bring that up. You can probably edit that part out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's now he's just hunting. He's a good hunting boy. Yeah, and making blowing up vehicles. I mean, that's his job, right? Well, I guess we can work, but pretend we're a mechanic. <laughs> you can look anything up on YouTube. That's what I do. Just look it up, see how to fix it. Yeah. Well, we'll just think thing my bobber here, tweak tweak it here. Oh no, I didn't yep. do it. Manufacturer defect. Set it back. That's right. Recall. Recall exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you too. I don't have. I think I have four for sure. I'm going to. I'd love to get to nationals, but depending on which nationals I go to, it all depends. Luckily enough, if I go to the Ohio nationals, they're like three and a half hours away from home. But if I want to go to go shoot open and down in Talladega, I got to drive 12 hours. And I'm like, uh, yep. I don't, I don't want to drive 12 hours to Talladega. Yeah. I would like to go to nationals at some point, but it's not really, it's not really a desire for me at this point. I have more fun at the state matches. I try to, I try to sponsor the matches that I go to. Mm-hmm. So that helps out. And it, I don't know, just, I feel like it's my way to get back. So I'm maybe someday. We'll do some nationals, but it's not not in, in the cards right now for me. Right, and you, you know, and you put so, and usually nationals is right around the time you normally have your match anyway. So you're always busy. Good point. Like you're like building up, you're building up. You're like, I got two weeks till my match, and the nationals is like what a week later this year. And you're it's like, a, it's a week uh-huh. earlier because we had the we had the for North Carolina we had to take ours back a week. Yeah, so you were you were in gung ho mode. You couldn't even think about going to nationals because then you had to no way. Pick, clean up the range, get back home, get somewhat of a normalcy, <laughs> or the wife will yes. kill you. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so yeah, so that's definitely uh, yeah, th- that makes it hard, especially when you run a match and run a business and yeah, have a family. It's like not all of us are single people who are loaded. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I guess I guess we'll transition back into the business because I mean that's a lot of what a lot of people know you for, and uh, it's really cool. Is you offer a lot of products essentially for for people. You pretty much take all the guesswork out, really, so people can have whatever they want, essentially. Yeah. So, what'd be your most what what sells the most? The librarians or the Andersons? Yeah, that's pretty close. I bet the librarians mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, the people love one forty seven. So I get asked all the time about you know, new new shooters, what they should shoot one twenty four, one forty seven, and. Like I, I tried to help, I tried to help them out as best I can, but most of the time I just end up sending them a handful of samples of each. And it's like, here, take these, see what you want. Let me know. Give me some feedback. You know, let me know what you liked, what gun you're shooting. You, you have optic, you know, just so and that helps me uh, answer questions in the future as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just ship them some stuff because some people you'll have the same platforms and people want a 147 over 124 and, so I just let them figure that out for themselves. Which makes sense because, you know, people don't, you know, people have different preferences too. Some people like that light bullet, some like the heavy bullet and yes. recoil springs, main springs, everything. So, yeah. And you're looking at it, you know, whatever, 300, 300 plus dollar investment. And you don't, I, I don't want them to buy something that they don't want to shoot. You know, like, damn, I should have bought a 147. And I'm stuck with these for another 900 rounds. 
So that ain't no fun. Yeah. And for the most part, you could probably on offload them onto somebody, but it, I mean, ammo is ammo. They're going to shoot it regardless. So. That's right. And that's the nice thing. But yeah, so you've got uh, the missile, the 115 missiles, the 124, well, 125 libra- Andersons, and then the 147 librarians. And, yes. what, you, and you have plated and, bullets? What? And we have plated. So I'm almost out of the plated. I'm going back to uh 124 full metal jacket i bought got a bunch of those in so yeah we've got quite the and i'm making nine millimeter open uh major for mpa as well david lyle talked me into that so i offer it i, I wasn't making it and then i stopped because the the fast array of open guns right like mm-hmm. you can't it was it was such a headache that i stopped it and then David Lyle reached out to me. It's like, hey, man, I want to work with you on this stuff. And I was like, all right, fine. So I work up some stuff, send it to him, and he helped me dial that load in. So, But I really only, I don't want to say guarantee, but like I have a bull open gun. I run it through mine to test and then his MPA. And that's, I think I even have it on the website saying like, I only test it through these two guns. So if you buy it for something else, you know, and it doesn't work. It's like, sorry, it's mm-hmm. there's just too much, too much, too many guns out there with poppy holes and muzzle brakes and all this stuff that it's not viable for me to keep messing with every gun. Right, you can't. It, it, you the return on investment just keeps going down and down and down. So it's just like eh, it might work in your gun. Uh, caution on you. <laughs> yes, That's exactly. why I'm not part of certified match ammo. <laughs> yes, exactly. But uh. Yeah, it does say, yep, bull, SAS, and, you know, the Masterpiece Arms, which is crazy. The Masterpiece Arms has, like, five popple holes in the dang thing mm-hmm. and, and a big, chunky port out front. So that thing bleeds a lot yep. of gas. So It does. Yeah, it's it's close. It's probably the closest to the bull that I know of uh, with that big break on the end. So Yeah, and I love that you call it 30 uh, – you call it 9-millimeter super. It's great. Super. That's – so David kept telling me that. I was like – I want to make sure we're on the same page. You're talking nine major, right? He's like, yeah, I just like calling it super. Like, okay, cool. Let's roll with it. Right. That is pretty cool. And then you've got your different 40 cal options. And you don't, okay, you don't have any 45 because 45 is silly. No. Do you find, do, do, do old people shoot brass, that brass at your range? A little bit. You'll I, find 45 aluminum. It's, yeah. 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 It's not, yeah. Exactly. So, do, so does anyone at Rowan is anyone allowed to pick up brass on the range, or is it just mm-hmm. all outdoor dynamics brass? <laughs> no, I, I. It's funny because I used to have the brass net, mm-hmm. and then at some point I was like, "Why am I out here picking up brass and collecting my own brass?" It's not like it, you got to a point where it wasn't even worth it anymore, just for right. sheer volume. Yeah. So I'm assuming you buy all new fat. Uh, well, pre, you know, pre-processed brass then for your business then. Yeah, it's got to be. Well, it, you know, turn on investment, right? We don't. We don't have time to do that crap. No more time. No. But starting out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, starting out getting brass, washing it myself made sense, but at this point, luckily at this point, doesn't make sense anymore. So, do you still have the the same uh, concrete mixer? I do. I do. I have it up in the shed, and it's got all the media, and I got a bunch of, of the. I was using uh, brass juice soap and all that stuff, so I got all that stuff laying around. Yeah, I, I mean that's kind of the way to go if you're like a high volume shooter. 
or even if you're not a high volume shooter, you just you just get a lot of brass at once. Just like fucking mm-hmm. throw, throw it on the concrete mixer and let mm-hmm. it go. Yep. I can't blame you on that one though. But uh, yeah. So uh, how's the forty doing in uh, the the Travis Tomasi gun? I I ran some total total crap through that thing today, and it ate it. There, it had a like a couple. I could tell like maybe there's some bulges in it because the slide was a little bit slow to return. But and that I know I'm not sitting here blowing either. Like it seriously ran some junk today. I was surprised. Yeah. Now, do you have? I'm assuming you have a roll sizer. I, I don't. Woo! You don't have a roll sizer now. Do you don't think? Well, well, now they know. But do you do you think it's honestly worth it to have a roll sizer though, or 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 no? I, I don't think it hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I used to have one when I was doing my own brass, but now, you know, since I'm getting it fully processed, I, I don't need it anymore. Right. But yeah, it it was worth it. It yeah. was worth the investment. Yeah, makes it probably easy for your forty, and then if you had the you know roll size, but would you roll size nine millimeter? I I still did. Yeah. Yeah, probably didn't really need to, but I still did. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I, I've been looking at it lately because I'm going into open. So I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe get a roll sizer, roll size my brass, make it a little more consistent, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't know. And that was the biggest thing is making sure that everything was consistent. Yeah, that's for sure. Consistency is important, especially with loading ammunition, like your powder drop. Like that, that's why everyone needs to get a um, shooting sports innovation uh, alpha dropper. I can I alpha can't dropper. Yeah, the alpha yeah. dropper powder funnel. That's what it is. There you that's go. That's yeah. yeah. But yeah, so everyone needs one of those and a David Lee Roth approved range towel. That's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you, you know, consistent powder drops. I mean, I I remember back in the day when I was like, "Hey, I'm loading this with this much grains of powder on this kind of a bullet," and you're like, "What the hell are you doing? That's so much like look, your power factor is way too high." Yeah, <laughs> cranking down a couple grains. How how often do people actually ask you like how many grains of powder should I use? A, a fair amount, and yeah. I you know I just give them the generic. I, I I'm not going to tell you what I use, but you can go to the manual. Like the thing about this is nothing's a secret, right? right. Like they Hodgson, Lyman, all these people put out manuals, so it's I can't tell you anything that's a secret. I'm using machines that anyone can get powder. Like there's no there's no secret sauce, no awesome sauce in this stuff. So well, besides, just besides, tell... besides your knowledge, I mean, what's up here? Yeah, yeah, that this is true. And yeah. notebooks, got to have to keep a journal of everything you do. Yep, every powder you've tried and wasted your time with, and you know. Yep. And then you're like, hey, I can't get that anymore, so screw it. Next. And it came to that in 2020. You know, just primers of powder, they just vanished. So you just had to, or I had to use whatever I could. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, so did everybody else. Yeah, are you now, now that kind of COVID's over, are you back to kind of normalcy? I mean, other than, you know, up prices are up because everything costs more, but like mm-hmm. availability for you is decent now. It's not like you're scavenging anymore, are you? Man, I, I wish I could say it was better, but it's not. I, it, primers are out there, but I'm not going to, it's not worth it for me to pay what these people want just to keep going. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to pay, I'm not going to pay 90 plus dollars per thousand on primers because it, it, it doesn't make sense for me. But right. it's it's starting to ease up slowly. 
I thought we would be in a better place than we are right now, but someday we'll get back. I hope. I hope so too, because I mean, it, you know, that's how you, you know, it's part of your live livelihood now, right? You, you know, you crank yes. ammo and yeah, without that, it'd be like, it would, it would suck for you to have to close your shop because you know, you provide a lot of ammo to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't imagine if I would, I mean, if I was doing this full time, it probably, it would have been rough for quite a few months. Mm-hmm. So, That's but sure. luckily it wasn't in when I ran out of stuff, I just ran out of stuff and hung out. Mm-hmm. And, and people were okay with it. You know, you know, you put it on the website, mm-hmm. Hey, we'll, we'll get them back up as soon as we can. I mean, and that's kind of the nice thing is you haven't taken the full plunge yet. So you still have the option to, you know, you have the day job to, to pay your bills. Yeah. 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 And I feel like that's always been big that I don't want to put something on the website or have an expectation that I can't meet. Right. So like if something's on back order, I put a generic three to four weeks, but most of the time I can get it within a week. I just don't want to portray that I can get you something faster than I actually can. You'd rather so, over-deliver than gives, under-deliver. Yes, gives me a little bit of grace. Mm-hmm. Now, yep. now, when you when you look at your customer base, how many of them are not competitive shooters? I think if I had to guess, I bet competitive shooters make up 90 to 95% of our business. Mm-hmm. May, maybe even more. Um, I'm kind of... Yeah, I'm kind of all in on USPSA even. Like IDPA, there's not much there. Uh, three gun, like there's some markets I haven't really tested, like three gun. Um, what's the uh, uh, run and gun? I don't think that's the right name. but um, Oh, like the Max Leagrandis, the the PCSL? It's like, a, it's like the CrossFit with guns. I can't think oh, of what it's called. Oh, tactical games. Tactical games, yes. So like there, there's some markets in same thing PCSL. There's a lot of markets that I haven't, I haven't gotten into because there's USPSA is what I'm in. So it, it's easier for me to market to them right now. Right, which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to uh, market to something you know you're not in. You're not you're not mentally in. You know, it's hard to know yes. to market to them and be like, hey, this is this product's great for you. I don't shoot your stuff, so I really don't know. I'm just assuming, right? I've read yes. your rule book. <laughs> Yeah, so there's, uh, I think it's, uh, what is it, Sawmill down in South Carolina. They have tactical games. And I've been trying to work in my schedule so I can go down there, set up a booth, and kind of like dip my toes in the water on, on that. Because I feel like, I mean, there's, mm-hmm. I mean, there, there are competition as well, right? So yeah. there's, it's an it's un, untapped market for me right now. Right, Absolutely. Thanks, guys, for stopping in the middle of this awesome Mr. Conversation with Mr. John Royer of Outdoor Dynamics. I'm hoping you're getting as much value out of this as I am. So first off, let's stop. And we got to thank the sponsor of the podcast because without them, we're less cool. Anyway, we got Go Fast, Don't Suck, as we say in the beginning of the show, gofastdon'tsuck.net. Dry Fire merch, banners, t-shirts, memes, everything. He's got it. You'll see him at a match probably in 2023. We can't forget huntershdgold.com. Go to huntershdgold.com. Get yourself some awesome iPro and see Brian at a match sometime in 2023 because it's awesome. He makes it a very much a, an atmospheric party. How he what he does, how he supports the shooting sports, it's fantastic. So go check him out, huntershdgold.com. We can't forget dominatedefense.com. Go over to dominatedefense.com and you'll get yourself a Mach 1 speed belt combo because they're the best belt in the business. 
You can ask me, the Paracast, anyone who uses them, uh, a great belt. They're going to last you four to five times longer than any double alpha premium belt uh, due to experience. So if you're going through a belt a year, go get yourself a dominate belt. It's going to last you four to five years. It's guaranteed. So go over there. Manny Talks 10 for 10% off your Mach 1 Speed Belt combo. Speaking of discounts, we've got another discount over at DivTechShop.com. Nathan Dively, if you listened to the last episode he was on, so go check them out. You can get your awesome 3D printed magnet at a very affordable price, and you can use Manny Talk Shooting for 10% off your order. It might be a little, but it adds up a lot. So, hey, go check them out, um, DivTechShop.com. Uh, don't forget to run over to our friends over at Laugh and Load. Uh, my friends Tony and Jackie at the Pew Time Podcast, uh, they are now offering my merch. So they have the Manny Talks uh, Shooting official shirt, Get Out and Do the Things. So use that, use the, go over there and go get that shirt. If you like it, uh, post about it, tag me, um, use the code hashtag, um, get out and do the things because that's really what we do here. We get out and do the things we enjoy, uh, make things better. And yeah, so go support them over at laughandload.com. You can go get that shirt there and pick out any shirt you want, like the Supreme Division shirt, because you want the open shirt because only shoot open. Um, or you can get an AFT agent shirt, another one of my favorite shirts. Uh, remember, run over to TimHerronShooting.com and go support Tim Heron because he's the guy who got me on my path. So go ahead and check them out. Um, Tim's traveling and shooting all over the country and teaching more than you can think. He's a ta- traveling instructor full-time, so go check him out, um, TimHerronShooting.com. Get on a class. Tell him Manny sent you. We've got RangePanda, RangePanda.com. We've got uh, Eric Steiner, Johnny Giordano coming out with awesome 3D printed 3D printed um, press accessories. I kind of forgot where they started, honestly, because they have so many cool products. They've got some CNC stuff for your press now. They do laser cutting um, foam and laser cut etching on tumblers. So you can have pretty much what you want. Uh, pistol stands. If you need a custom pistol stand for that 2011 in your life, and you know you do, uh, go get a Range Panda stand. New stands are coming out soon. So don't be afraid to go get one of those. I can't forget Chili Custom Gunworks. Uh, they're supporting and sponsoring the title sponsor of the Michigan um, Sectional 2023 that I'm the match director of, so go check them out. Don't forget, um, you need a metal grip on that Staccato or that uh, Smith um, Springfield Armory Prodigy. You need one, you want it, and get a metal grip because uh, beat all your tactical friends um, and get one. Or if you're having an open gun or limited gun built, tell your builder you want Chili Custom Gunworks parts because they are fine and fantastic. Uh, targets usa manufactures the finest steel targetry on the planet like we talk about a lot on this episode of mr royer that we talk about steve anderson a bit so uh yeah steel <laughs> targets usa makes the finest steel targetry on the planet i love it and use it in my practices whenever i go out and practice thank you jason um i appreciate your support and you do awesome for the shooting sports and pcsl as well so go out there guys go support them uh, they're from alaska and you don't have to wow, ask your wife because I'll ask her. <laughs> Sorry, that's a Steve Anderson joke, but it's bad, but funny. So go check them out. Uh, we can't forget. I think, is that everybody? I can't remember. I think that's everybody. If I forgot somebody, I'm going to have to make a list now, guys. I, I'm, but I'm rambling. But anyway, let's get back to this Mr. Awesome conversation with Mr. John Royer of Outdoor Dynamics. Yeah. So I, I want to talk a little bit about your pro team because they're going to beat me up if I don't talk about them because... I'll get those weird looks because I know most of them probably listen most of the time, especially since you're on. They're all like, oh, yay, John's on, finally. Yay. Like, okay. So you, you, you've assembled a team. What You started really started the team in 2022, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably about right. Because you've had Maddie and his – and what, Brian? Well, is it Brian? Mm-hmm. Matt's his, Maddie's dad, right? Yes, Brian is Matt's dad. Yes. Yes. So you had them, but then then you really like exploded. It seemed like. Yes. 
Let's talk about your your children that are not your children. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like Christina Baker, she's helped me. She was the first person I went to when I wanted to try PCC or make a PCC load. Mm-hmm. And then you know she she helped me get it in touch with David with the uh, Da Vinci. So that, that she kind of had she I would say she headed that deal up. Like I would send her stuff like try this and you're done because like same thing like I would I could get a 16 inch barrel all day long but sometimes the brakes mess with you a little bit so I wanted to make sure that that it, it, <clears throat> sorry I'm getting tongue tied it at least ran in a in a Da Vinci because mm-hmm. I mean they're they're very popular if if not the most po- popular rifle anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And th- and that's probably what works best because then you're able to, you know, you, they can advertise it on their website and everything and then be like, hey, the yep. same works in our guns in factory form. <laughs> yes. As soon as you start dicking yeah. with shit, I can't guarantee crap. Exactly. Yeah, and that's a good point too. Like David David with Da Vinci and um, David with David Lyle with MPA, like they're going to all these places across the states, sponsoring nationals, all that stuff, stuff that I don't have time for. So I can give them my product to set on their table and they can help me advertise as well. That's pretty big for us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That, that's for sure. And then, then we got our boy Rob Epiphania. Epiphania. Yeah. So I met Rob either last year or two years ago down in North Carolina. And he was like, we were ready to leave the range. Like it's time to get out of here. And I was like, who is down there still walking stages? It's getting dark. I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but I'm going to go get his ass out of here. And I was like, Hey man, uh, we're about ready to head out the range. I was like, Oh shit. That's Rob Epiphania. Epiphania. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that's kind of how that deal works. So actually I ended up talking to him while he was walking stages for about another 10, 15 minutes. And, yeah, start out a good relationship there too. And he's been he's been keying up in the New York area since he's with Long Island and all those guys. So getting product up in, in the New England states as well has been pretty big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that definitely is for sure, especially when they want good ammo and they want good ammo and they don't want to wait for it. Well, they kind of wait yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then he also got me in touch. And he's going to kill me when I say this, but he he's the... The two, where's it, Staten Island? They got the two clubs that run the Staten Island Championship is what I'm thinking of. The mm-hmm. match director, damn, he's gonna kill me when I, I'm forgetting his name. But he hooked me up with him too to, to help sponsor their match as well. Yeah, because it was yeah, because it has Lipsa, no, well, yeah, Long Island, it's, it's Colonial, and. Mm-hmm something else i can't remember the name of it yeah they're like a mile down the road from each other right they're just yes. yeah it, it looks super badass to shoot and i'd like to shoot it just yeah just for the experience mm-hmm. that would be pretty cool i don't know if i'd go to go into new york with the guns though i mean maybe drive there i mean it's kind of like matt hempel lit like in jersey right he's like hey, jersey and yeah <laughs> yeah well who else are we missing um, got it. Got Gil. Gil. Yeah. Yep. Gil. So Gil was he's with the he was with Charlotte Mecklenburg for twenty five years, I believe, and started his own deal, Fortitude Consulting. So he he was one of my first customers that that helped me make sure I was getting everything right for the multiple platforms and getting stuff ready to sell the market. So he's been pretty instrumental in that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And Gil's put out some de- pretty good content, to be honest with you. You know, he's teaching a bunch of classes and he's he's taken what he's learned from competition and other shooters and he's made his own curriculum, which is awesome. Yes. Yeah, he's up with Jedi and uh, Nick Young. So and the cool thing is, is that he's collaborating with other big instructors, right? Like it's not just him trying to figure it out by himself. He's he's pulling in some or collaborating with other good guys. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you got the poster child, Maddie. <laughs> Maddie. I don't like talking shit to anyone else other than that guy because it's so much fun because he, he takes it, right? He's only 18 and yeah, he takes it like a champ. Yeah. Yeah, with a with with Wolf two Fs, so two you, Fs. You know, and you know how many people have probably misspelled his last name for his whole life. Like, Everybody, yeah, I'm like what? What do you mean? There's two Fs. Yeah, <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he but he's a top shooter. Honestly, like it, it's crazy how good he is at his age. I mean, yeah, and he's been shooting since he was ten. Ten? No. Whatever it is, he's been shooting for a while. So when he gets when he gets the mental side of it figured out, he's going to be a weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he and he doesn't look eighteen. He looks a lot bigger because he, yeah. he's tall. He's he's he is tall. He's a big boy, but not yeah. a big boy. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. You got a team. You got um, which is awesome because then they're able to pimp your brand. You know, promote your brand. They use your product, and it's. Yeah. It's definitely helpful and uh, gets the word out there and and whatnot. Yeah, we got some – I'm adding to the team a little bit more next year. So we'll just kind of have to stay tuned to see who else is coming. I'm not ready to announce those yet. So we're still working on some stuff, but we've got, I got a couple more good names coming in. Some good guys too. Yeah, well, that's awesome. It's always good, And it's always good you're able to expand and, you know, help them out too. So, yeah. Yeah. So I guess we should ask, I should answer some of these lists. We should get these listener questions answered because, uh, and, and if, unfortunately, if we can't talk about it, we'll just say no comment. Um, but Christina wants to know, can you tell me more about the afterburners? Yeah, we can talk about that one. I, I always tell her that she needs to quit, quit screwing around and get her ass in gear. Right. Like mm-hmm. PCC, like PCC and open is all just hauling ass. Right. Oh yeah. So I, I always tell her just turn those afterburners on and get after it. It's not a good story. I, or maybe I just didn't tell her as a good story. Yeah, she'll pick on you. I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, yeah, she yeah, will. Yeah, but it's all good. It's not not your yeah. fault. But anyway, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Oh yeah. Kick some ass. Put some afterburners on. Yeah. Get after it. Yeah. Well, I guess this one's a pretty good question. What what reloading dies can you not go without? Ooh. Damn, that's a good question too. Uh, man, I got a little bit of everything. I think the writing competition seat die. So if you're gonna have a machine that you go that you use multiple things for, like if I have one that's for a 125 grain Anderson or using a plated mm-hmm. round, a plated projectile, you kind of have to, it's it's an easy fix or easy adjustment with that writing competition seat die. So oh, I would yeah. say that's that's probably the best one. I and I agree. I love mine. I got mine on. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I got the hell of a deal I did on mine, but it was freaking fantastic. I was like, "Yes, please." Yes. Yep. And but, even though it's not a die, one thing that you will live and die on 
is the powder choke die. Holy shit, has that thing saved my ass a couple times. Oh, really? I mean, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. So if you were putting a 650, 750 together, you would rather have a powder check die over a bullet feeder? Or would you put the bullet feeder in station four and then combine seat and crimp, to, you know, what, seat and crimp together? So I've tried the seat and crimp, and I don't recommend it at all. Not as a single die. Mm -hmm. Not with a coated projectile. With full metal jacket or plated, you can get away with it. But not a, at least I could never get it to work right. Not a combo die. Yeah. On a, on a 1050 or something, it'd be a little bit tougher, but maybe you just save up some money and go with Mark 7 instead, get that extra station. Right. Might as well. Oh, yeah. But just so you know, I just checked on the Ben Steger Pro Shop 102 for nine millimeter Ruger uh, uh, writing competition seating dies. And they're in nice. stock. So nice. people go get them while they're in stock. They might not last through Black Friday because this will come out after Black Friday. So you're all screwed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think those, those two are key. Yeah. And when you went through auto drives, how much did you have to tweak to get them to really run right? Or they come out of the box set up ready to go? I feel like, like it takes me a few thousand rounds to really get it going. And that's probably just me being extremely picky for if you're loading for yourself i mean within a few hundred rounds i think you're going to get all the kinks worked out but for me i think for every machine that i got i've run at least two to three thousand through it just to make sure that it's how i want it mm -hmm. so and you have you know i'm assuming you do big batch runs that well big batches that you can i mean you're not going to set up yeah. you're not going to do twenty thousand rounds of ue's and then sit on 18,000 of them, right? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you yep. could probably do it with missiles or librarians or Andersons. Be like, oh, we'll do 20,000 rounds in, in a batch. And then before we swap to code it or plate it or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And, and when you're when you're swapping between those two projectiles, like they're just little changes. But if you put, like I have one that's marked on everything. So I know when something needs to get put back, it goes right back to that same spot. Right, yeah, which is which is nice with the reading the reading competition seating die. It's fabulous. Yep, yep. You make a little cheat sheet, and you know you can put it back consistently. I mean, the most consistent thing to do would just be have a dedicated machine. But um, we're kind of there. I'm probably talking too much about it, but um, yeah, that that's the easiest thing. We I have a couple of machines that are dedicated for a caliber or for one specific run, and then there's a couple that I have to just make some adjustments on to go back and forth which makes sense you know like it's like i've been talking this whole time return on investment right it doesn't make sense yeah. to have a dedicated machine for a, a, a run of product that you do twice a year doesn't you know yeah. or, or t four times a year so it's like mm, a little bit of a hassle but yes yeah so uh somebody did ask oh that's for the question it's on my phone um Will there any be will there be any plus P loads down the line for nine millimeter? I don't plan on it. Um, I don't think that's something that, like I said, I'm all in on USPSA. I don't know that that's really something that we need. Mm -hmm. And don't run nine super through your uh, your your carry gun, please don't. Ooh, not good. Not good. Not good at all. Yeah, the, there's, I have a special box that if there's a round on the floor, everything goes into that special box that gets run just through an open gun just to, to make sure. Because when, when I do a, a nine super round or nine super run, 
-hmm. Like that's the only thing I do for that day to make sure that they doesn't get cross contaminated with something else. Which is smart. Cause then that's just like somebody coming up and trying to blow up your business because of one oopsie. Yes. And that's all it takes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's good. I mean, well, it's good because you're smart and you, you know, you know that you got to mitigate risk like that. So yeah, but like the, the box of random crap. Now I just, yes. for, so you're, when you're talking coded plated bullet, well, coded bullets, you're a blue guy through and through because mm -hmm. they're in, they're in North Carolina, right? Yeah. So they're actually only about 45 minutes away from me. So uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of theirs. They, they run the state or they help support the state match. I mean, hell, they're a good sponsor of USPSA in general. So Mm -hmm. I've used, I mean, the fact is I've used a lot of people. I've used Blues, uh, Cam Pro, Arms Corps, uh, Brass Monkey. I've talked to Jason many times on the phone. I've ordered a bunch of stuff from him. So, I mean, they're all great companies. It's just a matter of who who do you want to support. And I think any of those companies, they're involved enough in the shooting sports that, that you can't go wrong. And it doesn't beat the fact that you can drive – 45 minutes and go pick up your bullets <laughs> it does yeah and the quantity so I, I had to get a bigger trailer too because i had this <laughs> funny not so funny story i had this aluminum single axle trailer and one day i it was the biggest load i ever got from them to put the load on there and the damn trailer went and i was like holy shit i just broke this thing <laughs> so i limped it home and then took it to the shop fixed it and like a couple weeks later, I got a nice tandem trailer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you still have the single axle after you fixed it? Nope. She gone. <laughs> <laughs> Never broke. What are you talking about? <laughs> Every, I mean, my, yeah, my truck, when it's weighted down with projectiles, man, she struggles. But yeah, luckily I don't have to do it very often. It's like I said, it's only 45 minutes away. So, so you could take the back. Well, is that 45 minutes highway or back roads? That's highway. Yeah. Okay, so about an hour, probably maybe 50 minutes to an hour on the back roads if you had to take it slow. Mm, it'd probably be hour and a half. Yeah, because there's, really, there's not really a good way to get up there without taking interstate or business interstate, so. Gotcha, that makes sense. Now, uh, what was I going to say? Darn it. Oh, well. Oh, so do they load it with a fork truck or do they just make a dude with a cart, just take it out there? So we have to load it by hand because they're they're parking lot is not paved and i always pick muddy days to go up there and their forklift won't go anywhere so we load it by hand oof that's a that's a that's a day at the gym right there it is i luckily they have like a concrete pad that i can pull my trailer all the way back to and that helps out a lot but yeah it's still by hand yeah so but you got plenty of hand dollies right yes yep well that's good i mean because yeah that'd be a struggle <laughs> yeah you just need to get a fancy trailer and a loading dock. If they had a loading dock, you'd be great. If, if they had a loading dock, we'd be money. Yeah. But maybe maybe someday they'll pay the parking lot. That'll be the end of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. And they're they've typically what always been the North Carolina section title sponsor. Yeah. They're like it's not even a question for them to sponsor. We all we do is we give them the dates, and they're like, "Yep, we're in. We're all in." So, and it was nice to have them on on site this year. they're usually on site and this year they were they were on site selling primers projectiles all that stuff so it was really they do they do so much for us that it's it's hard to it's hard to give them as much as they give us right 
you know, and that's true. I mean, it's and it is she feels it feels interesting because even me starting as this role as a match director of a major match, it's like, how do I get back to the sponsor, right? Like I asked from like I asked so much from the sponsor as it is, but how do I give a good return on investment? How do I make them feel like they spent yes. their money the right yes. way without being like, Oh, thanks for putting stuff on the table, you know, we'll put your banners up, we'll make you feel good. Uh you know, it, and it's hard to really give back what they give. And it's, and it's awesome for people who go like, yep, we'll sponsor. No problem. Yes. Yep. Now, has anyone tried to take the, um, so Ro- the Roanne, I'm assuming always has the section match, right? So it's actually only been since I've started. I should, I, yeah. Uh, we, we, Austin Carter had it one year. So it's kind of been it's been gone gone back and forth. It, it's been at Sir Walter and Raleigh. It's been been at Rowan. Before that, really, I couldn't I couldn't tell you because I haven't shot him a whole lot up until about twenty eighteen or so is when I was able to shoot him. But since you've taken over, it hasn't moved, or you know, you've just you yeah. you've taken it over and you've been fine. Yeah. Yeah, and it's easy because Roanne's only twenty minutes away, and it's my club. I'm a board member there, so whatever I need, I just I just get and deal with the keys. Key, yeah, yeah. And that's really what the benefit is, right? If you're running a major match, you're like, oh, well, uh, I need to go to the club today and go do X, Y, Z. It's just, you roll over there without yep. no one questioning you, so it makes it easy. Yep. Yep. Now, in the foreseeable future, do you see the section leaving Roanne and going to another location, or because like in our bylaws? Like every we get any club gets the match two years in a row, so the first year you spend a lot of money getting it set up for the next year, and then the second year you make your money. But um, so does it look like it ra- travels around, or has it been really locked in there? Man, that's a good question. Uh, let's see. I've done it. So twenty twenty three will be my fourth year. I, I I don't know, Manny. I don't know if it's gonna go anywhere after. T- 2023 mm-hmm. i mean the main reason why i did it was because there wasn't any interest from anyone else to do it mm-hmm. so it i don't know well um, I, we're kind of one year we're kind of one year at a, at a time anyway so mm-hmm. i don't know i i think right. it, i think it's good for the state good for the shooters for to move around mm-hmm it's just a matter of someone stepping up to take the reins. Right. And it almost, you know, it seems like you need to know four years ahead. Well, you know, so you'd say two years ahead of when you're going to have it. So you can start planning to like, okay, my club. Oh, I need new bays at my club. So I need to ask the board, can I get new bays (laughs) or can we move dirt? Well, that's most clubs, at least around here, don't own dirt moving equipment. So you got to go get a quote, multiple quotes to figure out if they can move dirt. Do they have to bring in dirt? Yeah, or whatnot. Like the one thing I'll say about the Cardinal Shooting Center in Ohio that's hosting nationals in 2023, they own their own dirt movers, so they don't have to pay for that. They just pay oh. for the fuel, and they can like, well, we need bays. Let's go build them. That's nice. So you don't ever yeah. have to ask anybody. They just like, okay, we'll do it. No problem. Yeah, yeah, or you just you just bring in Jason Wood, and he'll do everything for you. Yeah, you just got to have the equipment. <laughs> yeah. You can't bring an excavator from uh, uh, Alaska. <laughs> God, that would be so expensive. Just think about no. it. Oh. No thanks. Yeah. Yeah. He he'll definitely he'll do some maze, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so so that's kind of nice. So it's been you've been 
and, and it's nice for the shooters because they know what kind of match to expect out of you from Roanne, from the North Carolina section. It's not a hit or miss. Could this year be good? Could this year be bad? Because it moved. So, yeah, and we're we're pretty spoiled at Roanne because we have we we have a lot of good amenities, right? Like the parking lot, we've got a huge parking lot. The bays are decent size. There's hotels, restaurants, everything within about a ten minutes drive, maybe even sooner than that. So. We have a lot of good things going on there. It's just a matter of, I, I guess it's just a matter up to me on how long I want to do it or how long Stephanie, the section coordinator, wants me to do it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and that, yeah, it's really how it is. Is how how long until you feel burnt out or do you need a break or, and then honestly, it might be a time to think about well, do I need to bring in an assistant match director to then train them how to be a really good match director for the match so they're not. Yeah. completely SOL when you decide well I want to take a year off yeah yeah I'm I'm pretty fortunate because I have a, I have a lot of good help and a lot of good people that I can rely on to help me with stuff you know and give me good give me good ideas as well and that's it, like it's not just all on me to for everything you know Stephanie handles the admin side I handle the range side mm-hmm. I have uh, uh, Brian and Dan the local match directors up there that they help me out with everything in the staff, you know, we got badass staff. We have staff reset. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like when, when it comes time for the competitors to shoot, to shoot on Saturday and Sunday, they got it covered. They don't need me. Right. And they're, that, they're, that's a, that's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. Now off the top of your head, how many staff did you have for 2022? 50, I want to say 52. 53 that was everybody that that was everything that that's surprisingly a low how many stages did you have nine okay nine stages okay so that's 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 about where my math was then thinking about it because i was talking to somebody about it trying to do staff reset and i was like well Mm -hmm. i think you need like 70 because they want to do like a 12 stage match it seems like but it'd be definitely difficult yeah with have you ever been to Rowan or seen Rowan? No, but you've what it's got like an L shaped on your bays, right? Yeah. So we have six six good bays, and then down at the lower three that we have a concrete concrete wall on one side, the middle bay is dirt, and then the right side is concrete bay on the right side. So you know it's it's encapsulated by concrete bays. So on those, we, we tend to have shorter, like maybe some shorter, more technical stages so we can kind of get away with three staff down there mm-hmm. but the other bigger ones you need you need a minimum of four five is ideal right for staff reset because i think when i quoted it out to them it's like you need three ro's you know three people running the timer, and then you have two resetters essentially and then yeah. you know if they're all certified or what they don't even have to all be certified as long as you've got a certified mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. so at some point but yeah so you can all mix it around and you all swap your jobs but yeah and you never have you never have issues getting staff either and that's that's a nice thing to have and that's a good problem to have and not have is like yep staff they just sign up and take care of it yeah the staff like i said the staff down here is badass because you're going to see the same staff at north carolina south carolina georgia they they know they know what the i guess what the expectations are and they Mm -hmm. have the knowledge on how to run a staff reset and that's the biggest thing right 
So it's so yeah. it's really what we're saying is everyone else not in Area Six has no idea what they're doing about it. They just need to do. They just need to come down to Area Six. You know, go to one of those state matches or Area Six and figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like when I went up to Maine and shot, I felt like such a bag of crap because the first stage they were we only ran a couple of shooters and I was kind of hanging out in the back and everyone wanted to go pace. And I was like, Oh shit, we're supposed to go pace. Cause I've been so, so trained on the staff was going to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember Jason went back. He's like, Hey dude, are we supposed to reset? He looked at me. He's like, yeah, why wouldn't you reset? I was like, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> so you've been spoiled. Oh dude. Yeah. It was bad. I felt, I was embarrassed. I was like, damn, I'm, that was dumb. But yeah, it'll spoil you. I mean, I can definitely see that where, you know, you get used to it. But hey, I mean, if it works, you, you know, and you can get reliable staff and you don't have those issues, right? And, yeah. you, know, and you know, you know what, you know what stages are going to be problems. So you're going to put more staff there to re- help reset it. Yeah. Like the long shot shot. So if like you had the longest shot on a bay, what's your longest shot? 40 yards? No, uh, I would say, I think the shelters are set up 25 yards. So, I mean, you're looking at, 20 20 max yeah unless you want kitty corner if like you did a weird kitty corner shot or something yeah right? yeah so, you yeah. could so yeah if you did that you're looking at maybe 26 27 yards or so yeah but i mean and also like when you run we run half day format on saturday so you kind of have to have stages that flow good to get to get people in and out because we only have four hours for people to shoot nine stages so you gotta kind of shit get Right. Well, and you did something interesting this year. You had them zigzag across. Yes. So you your bay numbers didn't necessarily correspond with your stage numbers. Yes, and it yeah, it was very confusing at first. And it was confusing to explain until the guys or, or the I'm sorry, the competitors started shooting it because, like I said, you know, Roland's got the elbow at the bottom. So if you shot on stage two, you'd have to shoot two through nine and then get a golf cart ride back up to stage one. So this year we did it. So you shoot every other stage and you work your way down the elbow and then back up. So there's no shuttle ride. So we had golf carts that would shuttle you from stage nine to stage one. So we eliminated that position by going every other stage. So you work your way down and then back up and you don't have that long transportation time. So you'd go like one, three, five, seven, nine, Eight, and then you yeah it's, it'd be kind of interesting okay yes yes so, it, so it, odds or evens really yeah and once you got to the once you got on site and read this the, the flags like Nathan had his stage flags mm-hmm. or his bay flags out it makes total sense yeah so you're just skipping every other working your way down and then coming back up so you, there's that not that long golf car ride yeah no one likes a long golf car ride that's for yeah. sure so a couple of things. So it saved it saved me on budget for having two less golf carts. I needed those two extra staff guys because those two staff guys, that's all they did was run the golf carts from nine to one all day long. So you got rid of that. The dust for the vendors mm-hmm. is, is bad, even on a calm day. Like it gets dusty in there. And so we eliminated that. And you have guys that have wagons, that have baby carts, that have just backpacks. And they're always, you know, hanging off the side, 
the, you know, the cards suddenly shake in and you're just waiting for something to fall off. So it's, there were too many benefits not to do it. Right, exactly. It makes it made it looked funny on the internet, but it definitely made more sense probably on the ground. Yes. But you know, those bodies that are handy, you know, especially when you gotta turn and burn in four hours. Yep. So, so that means you had nine stages, four hours, that's what twenty some odd minutes a turn. Yeah, you're look you're looking at twenty to twenty three minutes per stage. Yeah. That's pretty nice. And everybody and knew was, it. Go ahead. And that was with a five minute walkthrough. Oh shit! You were generous then. Shit, you give them a whole extra minute. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, what did you this year? So you did some things a little differently. Did you learn anything good, bad, or negative about it doing it that way? Or yeah, uh, as far as the like the diamond or just the match in general. In general. Yeah, I think every year there's been like a big aha moment, either during the match or afterwards. And this year. Uh, this year we had a catered meal for staff at the end of staff day Friday. So that was pretty big. The only thing I screwed up on that was I didn't, it was like 30 to 45 minutes after they got done shooting before the food showed up. So that kind of, that kind of sucked for them waiting around. But I mean, overall, like it, it went really well. There wasn't a whole lot that, that was in my notebook to make better for next year, other than just make sure the food for staff was there a little bit quicker. Yeah, I could definitely see that. But it's always good to have, you know, not everything's perfect. You can't, I mean, we all love to be perfect, but we always can improve on something, right? Either yeah. logistically or functionality or or whatnot. Now, when you, for the match, do you have one stage designer or did you get multiple stage designers to put input stages? So this year we, well, every year we have these uh, match directors across the state okay. submit stages. Okay, so you're not so getting you, one you guy's can, flavor. Correct. Yep. Yeah, so they, I think we had seven, seven or eight uh, match directors submit stages. And mm -hmm. I look at them and then I, you know, ship them off to Brian and Dan to, to kind of get their uh, pick on them too. So mm -hmm. I feel like it, I, I like doing that. I think it's good for the clubs. It give, gives them their club. Uh, personality in that stage and the like the local shooters know like oh this is a sir walter stage or this is an Asheville stage you know they kind of understand the flavor for that stage yeah that's yeah that is nice and that's kind of like back in the day that's how the michigan sectional was like you'd have people volunteer like you do a 10 stage match or how many whatever you'd have like okay we're gonna have one guy bringing a stage and you guys are gonna work that stage from that club so it was but uh, yep. now it just seems a lot more of, you know, everyone just kind of pitches in instead of, okay, we, this is what we got. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great way to do it as well. Right. Like you have, yeah, you have five or six guys from your club. They work that stage and, and that's great too. We're mm -hmm. kind of getting to the point where like I had a guy from Phoenix come out this year to work the match. Like, I, mm -hmm. like we're kind of getting a little bit of everybody. So I, it's, it's pretty cool to see that. Mm -hmm. No, it definitely is. Yeah. Or, or you get people from like this year, well, 2022, one of my, my best friends from Texas came and we shot the Michigan sectional together. I didn't work the match. I, although I got all the shit from my club buddies. It's like, why didn't you shoot, work the match? I'm like, I had a friend come from Texas to shoot with me, but this year yeah. in 2023, he's coming back and he's going to just shoot the match and I'm the match director. So yeah. I, but, unfortunately, yeah, I can't I mean, shoot with him. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, how cool is that? Like it's a humbling feeling. 
like Zach Grenier came out from Maine and you got Christina coming from Miami and there's some guys from Utah there this year. It's like, like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely cool. And it's, and it's cool to feel. And it's like, sweet. Look at, I just didn't get local shooters. I didn't get five hour away shooters. I got mm-hmm. 12 hour away shooters. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Tennessee match was the same weekend as ours too. So there was a lot of people who shot Tennessee on Saturday and then came to us on Sunday. Yep. I uh, do remember that my uh, friend Robert Wyatt and uh, John Batista, they came and did Tennessee and then went to uh, the Carolina Classic. Yeah, so they're the ones They're the ones that I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Right, because they're, they're Utah-based or something. Nevada somewhere out there? Well, no, Robert's from Utah and John's from California, but they'll, they'll okay. fly together and yeah. 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 But either way, like, that's badass just for them to come that far for, for some stay matches. Oh, it is. Well, and they love the the idea of trying to do a double hitter. They're like, oh, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll go shoot staff day on one match and then we'll go shoot, you know, competitor day on another. Sure. Especially when they're that. That was pretty close, though, you know, Tennessee to yep. North Carolina. Yep. I mean, you get in those Appalachian mountains, you never know what you're going to run into. That's right. Go pick you up some moonshine on the way through. I mean, that's not a bad idea, though. I mean, that's always or, or you just go to a distillery and be like, well, we're going to stop and go whiskey drinking on the way yeah. there. Yeah, but um, I have a couple. I guess I have a couple more questions before we wrap it up because this has been a freaking awesome conversation. But um, where would you like to see outdoor na- dynamics in like the next five years? Ooh, man, you're really throwing some questions down on me. You said that's what's going to be hard. I mean, it's not hard for me. You, on the other hand, I don't know. Yeah, uh, man, I'm I'm pretty happy with where it's at. Um, it, I don't know. I mean, if I was to go full time, that would be cool. But I, I don't know that we'll be to that point. Then, with availability of stuff, maybe. But right now, I'm just kind of letting it go organically. If it, it, if it grows, cool. If it doesn't, then you know, it's just kind of wherever it goes from there. I don't really, I don't really have a goal because it just kind of, like, it just feeds my own habit. It feeds. Uh, uspsa in the way that i can sponsor matches and stuff like that so just kind of wherever it goes it goes right absolutely and that's and that's the cool thing too it's how i feel about this right it's like if it happens it happens if it doesn't i don't get feel i don't get hurt because i'm you know it's a hobby yeah. at this point but yeah but yeah it's definitely a, a cool uh see to see it grow and develop and you know and bloom you know yeah and, and like i said it, i may not have time to be a GM like like in my heart I want to be, but I know in my mind that it's probably better for me to support support other people who can, who have who have the time, have that drive to make it there. So okay. that's that's kind of where where I am that I want to help support help support other people. Oh, absolutely, yeah, and that's and we we need those people too, right? You know, we need the supporters, yeah. we need we need the sponsors, we need the people getting their brand out there, getting it repped and, you know, promoting the sport. Cause without, you know, promoting the shooting sports or the second amendment in that yeah. way, like it just goes away. Cause you know, everyone either stops caring or it seems like, Oh, we've we have it too easy. So then yes. this is all our rights. Yep. But, agree. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with you and not trying to go full time or, you know, or maybe, maybe it does. Maybe you're like, you, you know, your job, your day job dissolves and you're like, well, I'm going to do outdoor dynamics full time. I'm going to put a hundred percent into it. And you know, and then you're be a filthy rich mf'er so you know <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah 
It'd be like Steve Anderson just doing a podcast with your, you know, with uh, your dog in the background making noise and be like, well, That's this is right. what I do to get paid today. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you see my Instagram post, he doesn't really do a whole lot in the background except for sleep. I mean, sometimes that's what you need, though. You need a sleepy dog. Yeah. And if yeah. you come over, he'll he'll be more than happy to pee on your shoes. He's eight years old and still pees on you. So. Well, I mean, he's got to show where, who's dominant and whose turf it is, right? He's like, that's, true. that's my couch. You can sit on it, but that's my <laughs> sleeping spot. If you're in my spot, we got problems. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, you don't typically, you traditionally don't have sponsors, but you have partners that you partnered up with. So we got to, we got to give them some love too. So you want to go ahead and, uh, shout them out sure uh like we talked about uh blue Wolves is they've helped me out a ton uh, masterpiece arms da vinci fortitude consulting nathan carter with shooting sports innovation so he's you know he's a one-man band like me makes some cool products and he he's always sending me stuff to test you know you know here john take this and break it for me or tell me what needs to be done to make it better so that's always cool having something like that. And he's only 15, 20 minutes down the road. Uh, we travel to matches together and we just talk shop all day long and how like that diverging diamond that we were talking about, the little mm-hmm. skip to my loo thing. That was all his idea. And when he told me about that, I was like, that sounds stupid. And then I got to write it. Took, I had to get a pen and paper and write it down. I was like, damn dude, this is genius. Mm-hmm. That so. is pretty cool. Isn't he? He's a NASCAR guy. Isn't he a NASCAR engineer or something? Yes. Yep. So he's always making a left turn, though. Always. Yeah, sometimes you got to turn a little bit to the right. Yeah, you got to bring it back now, y'all. <laughs> yeah, send her back up. Yep, exactly. So that's cool. Yep, but uh, yeah, so Blue Bullets, you know, MPA, Da Vinci, Fortitude Consulting, Shooting Sports Innovations. Uh, it's, a light to, it's a lot to type, and you're going to spell it wrong, and it's going to be okay. But that's it'll right. be good. Um. Yeah, and then where can they find you on the internet? Uh, Outdoordynamics.net is our website. Uh, I should know my Instagram handle. I think it's outdoor.dynamics. I don't know. Let me look. I'll, I'll make you feel I think bad, that's I guess. What it is. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But uh, yeah. why didn't you get outdoordynamics.com? I think it was taken. What? Them dicks. Yeah. But so I technology i'm not good with technology manny so like yeah. building the website all this stuff i was like that's the part i hate right mm-hmm. i just want to be able to make ammo and run the machines and this stuff and then the other half is website help so i rely a lot on christina she bails me out a lot on um like i just put an ad in the uspsa magazine so that was mm-hmm. pretty big for me she sent me some pictures and stuff and then my sister-in-law did a graphic for me and so I rely a lot on other people to help me with the tech side. I mean, you know, people got their expertise and specialties, right? You, you, you know, That's you right. go to a mechanic to work on your car, you know. Yeah. So you, not everyone's got to be a do it at all. Them, you know, it, it, it'd be nice if everyone was a do it at all themselves, but it's not how this world works anymore. Everyone's yeah. got their their niche. <clears throat> yeah, face. So I, my wife does. She likes Facebook. So if you send a message or something it goes to her and then she tells me. So if, yeah, if you want to reach out to me, john at outdoordynamics.net is email or just hit me up on Instagram. That's kind of where I live. Well, there you go. I mean, well, that's where you live. Cause that's all we do on the Instagram is scroll, look at dogs and talk about shooting. I mean, that's how it goes. That's right. That's yeah. Right. 
That's awesome. So yeah, guys, go check out John at Outdoor Dynamics. Go buy some ammo. Tell him, put him in the notes. I don't get anything. Tell him any sent you though, because you listen to him on the podcast. So there's always a good thing. But yeah, John, thank you for coming on, dude. This has been a blast. Um, and listeners, till next time, get out and do the things, and I will see you on the next one.